I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. If you are new here, you will find all things fun, hippie, woo-woo, and metaphysical, plus happiness. I just can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you tuning into the show every week, and I try to bring you the most fabulous guests imaginable. If you are craving more happiness after listening to this podcast, check out BUFindHappy.com, where you'll find all sorts of tangible tools, tips, tricks, and resources to incorporate more happiness in your life. Learn to speak your truth with grace and live a courageous life of authenticity. And remember, if you like this podcast, please click subscribe. Hi, Chelsea, and welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. I stumbled across your profile on Instagram and just kind of everything that you have going in the way of empowerment uh, for living your dreams and, you know, just your really humorous style. I mean, being a mom of Correct me if I'm wrong. Five mom to yeah. five. Holy yes. moly. I am mom to one. So I just can't even imagine. Um, it, it, share with me a little bit about kind of how you got to where you are in life and, uh, and, and share with the listeners a little bit about what you have going on with saints and, and that sort of thing too. Well, thank you so much, Michaela, for um, having me. I feel so privileged and honored to be here and speak. Um, so yeah, I'm Chelsea. I am a wife, um, and a mom of five. (laughs) I was actually raised in an entrepreneur home. Like I had my mom who owned a business. I had my dad who was running a business. I had my older sister also running a business. So I was kind of raised in, um, that kind of just, uh, working mentality. And so, when I got to the point of choosing, you know, what I wanted to do with my life, I actually didn't know. I just felt um, I needed to explore. And so that's when at um, the age of 20, I had started my own business as well. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's taught me so many things. Um, I feel like just life experiences and taking the opportunity, no matter what obstacles come your way, um, is to see how you can grow and learn from it. And I feel like that's what's helped me maintain my positivity to make life fun, you know, laugh at the things because you, you know, you experience quite a bit with um, having, you know, multiple children within the home and running a business and just being super busy. Um, And so when I got to the point of starting with um, a makeup company, online sales, I just realized that's kind of where the trend was going. Being a solo business owner, there's just a lot of expense that goes into it. And so I was looking for something that I could truly recommend to my, you know, clients and customers that um, 
you know, they could get and it would ship directly to their home. And that's how I started um, with Saint is when I found that company, I kind of went that route. So I do traditional and um, network marketing business. I do both. It, well, and, and your style's just so humorous and lighthearted that I think a lot of women can really, uh, some of these, I, I feel like some of these kind of businesses are, uh, you know, well, at least in the, in the makeup world, feel overwhelming. And the way that you kind of present it, I really feel like embraces the idea that you can be all and everything. You can be mom of five and be an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of times, women get stuck in the idea of, okay, I'm mom now. That's it. That's, that's the end of the definition of the labels that, you know, I align with. And so I love that you kind of presented it in a way where it's lighthearted, it's attainable, it's friendly, it's humorous. And I personally have really tackled a lot of my life, especially in the way of challenges with kind of that humorous undertone, like just finding the laughs in anything that's happening. So I love that about you. Yeah. And you know, just a little behind the scenes, I actually, you know, really fight perfectionism. And so you do have to be lighthearted about it. You know, I can't have, um, you know, a perfectly made bed every single day because my son is, he really loves to throw the pillows off and make some jumps for his cars. And so finding finding the joy in that, I feel like has helped me so much. It's like, wait a minute, I can still be at home, work a business, why my son might be messing up my bed, but I'm in his presence and I get to find the joy in that. I like that. I like uh, finding the joy in that moment, even if it's not the way that you thought that it was going to look, <laughs> even if yeah. it's not coming out how you thought. Um, I want to get into some of the, the you know, little kind of quotes that you've or, or tweets that you've shared on your Instagram. Um, but before I do that, I just wanted to touch on the whole saint makeup in general. This is something that um, I had a you know, solid makeup routine my entire life for the most part. And I'm very cautious about what I put on my skin because everybody that's listening to this podcast knows by now that I'm kind of a total hippie boho um, person, mom, wife, all, all of the above. Um, but I had a friend that really said, Hey, you've got to check this out. And she kept kind of saying, you've got to check this out. You've got to check this out. And so I finally did. And I was really, it started with, okay, I'm just going to check out the foundation on, they call it, I forget the term they use, um, highlight. For the highlight. Mm -hmm. Um, and it took me a little while to learn their terminology. Cause I referred to highlight as kind of what frames your cheekbones there. So, yes. um, but when I started, one thing I realized right away was little, literally everything goes in this tiny compact. And for somebody who's frequently flying in small aircraft, um, where my husband is like, what is your weight today? Stand on this scale with your back. <laughs> like, um, I learned really quickly the importance of having like the tiniest little amount of anything that I need. And so it's perfect that it's just like the, everything that I need for my face is in literally a tiny little compact. And then on top of that, you can still see my freckles. It's not settling into my wrinkles. It's it's just really beautiful how um, it's not like you're caking stuff on and on and on and on and on. It's just it's just bringing out a little pop of color or you know a little bit of concealing in certain areas under the eyes or whatever. It's really a fabulous makeup. Can you share a little bit about your thoughts on Saint as as a product? And some people may know it as mascara but it has changed uh, label 
It has changed name and it has changed look to Saint S E I N T. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So the concept I think is just mind blowing that you get to choose and customize what you want in your compact. And um, so this makes it super affordable for people. It makes it super convenient um, for people. It's time saving. So it just changes. It's like a game changer for makeup, especially, yes, traveling, busy women, um, very busy moms, So by having this concept of everything in one spot, it just makes life that much more simple. You're pulling out your compact. You're able to use the colors that you got to choose to go in your compact. When one runs out, it's a magnet. So you just flip that one that ran out and you replace only what you need when you need it. And that's so so awesome because I hate having a bunch of extra crap lying around and pretty much a minimalist. And like if I bring in a top, a top goes out as example. And not only that, but if you buy it before, if you buy an eyeshadow, it's like, well, this color is really cool. But these other five colors in here I don't like. And it's bulky and taking up all this space. And I love that you can really drill down on like, this is just the one color that I like to use on my eyes with maybe this other little darkener that sometimes I use if I'm going out at night or something like that. And it's just awesome. Yeah. What's also really cool is that it will not even go into production unless it has two uses. So it is so versatile. We want to make sure that one tin is going to do more than just one thing, um, which makes it just even more of a cooler concept. Also, um, being in a tin and our compacts are made of cardboard, it's environmental friendly. So, you know, you can recycle those tins and then the cardboard, you know, is, is eco-friendly. So I love that about it too. I, I completely agree. And it's funny because I don't talk a lot about makeup in general on this podcast because we're always talking about health and wellness and what we're eating and what we're, you know, and mm-hmm. it took, I mean, for me, like I said, I had such a, such a structure that I had come, I have very sensitive skin and I really, you know, was against trying new things. And if I did, I was very cautious about it. And then I found this and within, I would say probably a month and a half, I had a full compact that now that is literally all I use. So I highly recommend if you were listening to this podcast and you have no idea what we're talking about, that you check it out. And uh, of course, we'll put the show notes for you to find Chelsea on Instagram so that you can connect with her and she can help you find all the right stuff to start off your compact. You say something here, Chelsea, that I really love and so align with. You say, you don't have to know everything to start something. Share a little with me about that. I certainly have my own kind of thoughts around it, but I'd love to hear um, kind of what you mean by that. Um, you know, I, I've kind of made that post um, on Instagram about business, but I feel like that goes with everything in life. And I could have went into a little bit more detail in my description, but I feel like most of the time we are so held back by doing something because we have never, one, we've never done it. Two, we don't know what's going to happen if we do it. (laughs) And um, three, we might not just, we might just not have all the details. So if we know we can go into something, um, for instance, Having a child, you've never had a child. There's all the books laid out for you. So you could actually have the details of it, but you don't know 
what motherhood looks like until you're actually in it and experiencing it. So that goes with everything. Um, women sometimes are so afraid to get out of their comfort zone and maybe start their own business, but it's so scary because they don't know. And I always tell anybody that wants to start a business, whether traditional or in, you know, direct sales, it's the learning is in the doing. You're only going to learn while you're doing it. Absolutely. And I think so many people like really believe that they can't start until they know everything. And that is just, it, you learn more in that process. I completely agree. And I've shared this on this podcast, but I'm um, starting to dive into ceramics. So, you know, got a wheel and a kiln and I'm starting to explore this. And I have that hang up first too. Like I need to watch every single YouTube video on how to make a mug and glaze. And then it was like, no, because when my hands are in the clay and spinning and it's flying off my little mini lathe, that's when I'm going to start the learning. Yeah. And I, is so important. Yeah. And I, I really think that this is true for so much. And it's even true for relationships, too. Um, yes. You know, I see so many people that are afraid to step into themselves in a relationship because they they don't know how the other person is going to respond. And it's like, well, you're going to learn you're going to find out and then you're going to move forward with that information. And it's just a really beautiful process. Yes. It's such an opportunity to experience something um, so beautiful, regardless of the outcome, you're always, always going to learn something from doing it. And another thing you say here that I really truly enjoyed was it's not about the likes. It's about the impact. Share with me where, what was happening for you when you kind of connected that and came up with that? Um, you know, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable on social media, you do, you do encounter some who might, um, make you question yourself. And so when I had encountered a, a you know, some comments about me wanting this attention or me wanting all these likes. But, um, so I was speaking to my husband about it. I'm like, I am not here for the likes. I started with zero followers. I'm here to make an impact on, on women's lives to spread positivity. And it truly is about that. We can get so caught up in this game of, you know, how many people are liking or seeing or watching us, but it really is, just maybe having an impact on that one person that needed to hear your message that day. And I think too, what's really interesting is we, we get so caught up in the, in the light count without realizing that a lot more people than that liked it, saw it. And maybe it didn't resonate with them in that moment, but maybe subconsciously they needed it to pass by their eyesight, you know? Yeah. And you do get messages, um, you know, it's like someone who's been watching you and you had no idea. And, you know, I got a message the other day that was just like, you had made such an impact on my life when they were, they were 13 years of age when I made this impact. And I said one thing, I had no idea the impact it has made on her life today, 20 years later. And so that really resonates with me. It's like, okay, so if I say something today, it might impact someone um, for the next 20 years, or it might impact them when they come across an experience and they remember what was said or what they read or what they saw. And I like that too. I, I have had that in my own experience where something that somebody said 
didn't really align at the time and I didn't fully understand it. And then years later, I was really able to kind of draw that connection and really understand um, what it meant. And I feel this uh, uh, this way a lot with Oracle cards, too, because I like to draw. I, ha- I use a, a deck called The Universe Has Your Back. And it's just really fun, inspiring little daily kind of mantras. And I will take one sometimes in the morning and I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. (laughs) But then later in the day, I'm like, yes, I needed that message today. That was absolutely perfect and divine. So I I do think it's important for people to remember. um, And I've said this, I've said this in the past as well. And other guests have kind of shared this concept. If you're showing up to help yourself or to help others and not showing up for with your ego for your ego, then you're showing up in the right way. And, and to say, right. Um, you know, is even kind of judgmental, but you're showing up in a way that is going to have a positive impact in your own life and benefit you. just make that stronger connection. Exactly. Um, so, so talk to me a little bit about how you just simply manage literally being mom to five and having, you know, a husband that I'm sure, you know, wants your time as well, as well as a, a thriving business. How, how do you kind of manage all of this? Yeah, I think, um, I think there's ebbs and flows in all of it, but if you can just make sure to write a schedule. It makes things so much smoother. So it's a communication. You have to communicate with your husband. What is on your schedule this week? This is what's on my schedule. That communication is huge between a husband and wife to maintain that relationship. So we know what's important to us. For instance, hey, I have, you know, um, I have a live I have to do at 7 p.m. on Thursday. I just need to make sure that you're available to watch the kids. And so having that communication is so crucial to really maintaining that joy and happiness because we're on the same page. And then when it comes to my children, I involve them so much into my business that they understand when mom is working, even if they're home, they have, they understand, Hey, listen, I just make sure I tell them you guys, I have this thing. I'm going to take about an hour to do. I'm going to be in, you know, my office working and they understand that it's like, okay, mom's working for an hour. And we kind of get into that routine of knowing what everybody's doing at one, at what point so that we can stay all on the same page. And so I, I, <laughs> right. I, I really like two things that you're describing there. One, um, first of all, I'm like a huge daily planner person. Um, even if I'm just using my phone to just simply set an alert reminder of like these three things that I needed to do today or whatever, but, um, paper and pen, especially for me. Uh, mm-hmm. and I realize that, you know, that doesn't work for everyone, but I, I think the point is find something that works where you are aware of what your calendar and your schedule is looking like. And, and with that awareness comes some, Ooh, I might've maxed out my day today. I, I don't think I can plant the garden and also do 17 conference calls. <laughs> like, you know, so it, I think if you put it out on paper, it helps you to kind of balance your time or just simply say like, Ooh, that's too much for today. Let's see if I can move that to Friday or whatever. And, you know, certainly having a podcast, this plays into my life a lot. 
Like, when do I have that extra time to make sure that I'm fully present with the person that I'm podcasting with? Sometimes that means sitting in my car with three dogs waiting to take them to the groomers, but, but it works out, you know, everything, um, is kind of laid out where I can see it and I can say, yeah, this is possible for me or this is doable. And then the other thing that you touched on that I really love is I think as moms, we sometimes think we have to give everything. And I challenge that if you give everything, then there's nothing left for the next day. So it's, it's kind of important that we do have that little bit of time. And it also teaches our kids like this is a boundary setting learning experience of like, Hey, I'm going in here to do this work. This work is important, not only for our family, but for mom. And I think a lot of times moms don't feel like they're entitled to that. And I think that they think, you know, they have to be 24 seven for their kiddos. And I, I just really think that's a way to quickly drain yourself and to become resentful. And then what kind of a parent are you going to show up as with that kind of mindset? Yeah. I think society puts a lot of pressure on moms. Um, because we're judged no matter what we do. <laughs> we're judged yeah. if we work outside the home. We're judged with if we work inside the home. We're judged if our kids go to daycare or if we have someone who watches them. So it really is about not worrying about what others think of your situation. If you are comfortable with your situation, then that is what you should be doing. If you love the way that you have your house set up, it doesn't matter what others think outside because ultimately I say this, they are not the ones paying your bills. So if you're, if you feel comfortable with the way that you are running your business and getting paid for running your business, then you will find joy in that and not worry what others have to say. It's so true. And on that note, to your point, you say something here and let me just find it. So I don't misquote you. Um, you say, don't focus on the end results, focus or rather who you are becoming in the process. And, and that's just really beautiful because I think that we do kind of tend to think of, uh, you know, when I'm done, <laughs> rather than like, what did I learn about myself as I was going along? And if we shut ourselves off to the journey versus the destination, then we do miss these opportunities to really grow as a person, as a parent, as a business person, whatever, you know? Yes. It's not what you're doing. It's who you're being is what's important, no matter what it is. Who are you being? Because who do you want to be? Be that person in that moment. And don't worry about, um, you know, what you're doing as long as you're being who you want. I Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, just just in kind of reflecting on how you were able to kind of silence others' opinions and things like that. How, how do you kind of shut it down? Cause I'm sure as a mom of five, you're still, you still probably get those kind of comments and things like that. How do you shut it down and reconnect with yourself? Um, you know, it's, it was really hard at first. Um, the first comment that really shut me down, um, I actually completely shut off for four days. I, it gave me so much anxiety, I think, cause it was more of an attack on me as a mother and my children. Um, I think that's why it really affected me. And, um, so I kind of shut off, which I think is the opposite thing that you should be doing because you still have to show up. So how I process that now is realizing it's not a personal attack. Um, they most likely do not know me 
And it's a self-reflection of them, of what they're going through. So I've realized by responding to that person in a positive, loving, serving way, they quickly change their tune um, or they or they don't respond. But I'm hoping that later down their tune does change for them to benefit them. Um, for instance, uh, you know, someone had commented on one of my reels and I had responded back to him because he, you know, kind of made fun of my dancing. So I responded back, well, are you even living if you're not dancing? And he said, you know what? I really like your response. I'm going to quit being a jerk now. So I think that's yeah. important that you realize it's coming from a place um, of reflection of them. It really isn't about you. And sometimes people are going through things that they just automatically attack the first thing they see. Um, so you just have to kind of have that empathy of where that place is coming from and realize that that does not define you. What people say about you does not define you. So I have two more kind of super fun little questions before you go. Um, the first one is, You've made one of those little videos where you point up at the words. I see a lot of people doing that now. What What is that process like to kind of like point at the air and then add it later? And how is everybody even making these things? You know, it's so silly. It is so silly, but... Um, it's so, I don't know. You definitely have to have a plan. If you're pointing, you better have a plan of how many points you're going at and what you're actually going to say, <laughs> <laughs> or it can get really lost. Like one of my first ones, I had way too many pointings, but uh, I just saw one that had way too many pointings and I was like, no. And then she was doing all these crazy hand motions and like, I love her, but I was like, this is so distracting. I don't even know what I'm yes. watching right now. So it goes back to the learning is in the doing. Like you just got to put yourself out there and try it because you're going to get better, right? So you just kind of have to go at it and try it. And maybe you're going to delete that one or maybe you're going to keep trying. But the learning really is in the doing in that. Um it's fun, though. It's really fun to do those. Well, I like it because on the receiving end, because sometimes I don't want to have sound on. So yes. I get the gist, but still get to see the person, which is kind of cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and reels are getting um, the algorithm loves reels. So by having words on them, it does make it to where if someone's laying in bed and they can't have their sound on, as long as you're telling them what's going on, they watch it and they engage. Yes. Okay. Um, two more questions. I lied. Not, not two. I'm going to go for three. Uh, the second one is your hair is incredibly long and beautiful. Is that your, is that your original hair or are you doing the extensions? Um, I do have extensions, but I also wear this really fun volume topper clip in that goes in and out. Um, you can have it just a little bit longer than your hair or as like a layer for your hair, but it's like one of my favorite hair pieces of all time. I've been, um, you know, I grew up in a salon in the hair industry, so my mom was a hairdresser for 50 years. So I've had, you know, extensions on and off since I was like 21. <laughs> well, your hair always looks fabulous. I'm a ponytail girl, so um, I will do the wavy stuff if I got a TV thing going or something like that. But your hair always looks great, so I admire that, Thank especially so as much. a busy person. Are you a daily washer or not at all? Oh my gosh, my hair, I have to wash it every other day. That's how I, I feel. Can't, I can't do dirty hair. It's I just can't. <laughs> Don't talk to me about no weird shampoo spray. That is not the same as getting my ears clean when I'm washing my hair. No, I have to wash my hair. It feels good. 
uh, showers are like therapy for me. So maybe it's more of the therapy, but I love to wash my hair every other day. So, uh, totally agree. Okay. And last question. So my friend said to me, I have quite a few friends using Saint now, but one of my friends said to me, Oh my gosh, the makeup's just so, so unless you're using the setting spray, you've got to get their setting spray. And I'm like, Oh, I'm missing out. So I got the setting spray. I swear I feel like I douched my face when I put this stuff on. I am not, I must not be doing it right. Cause I have tried numerous times and it's literally like, I just, I, I can't be getting it right. Is there a trick to how to use the setting spray? I would make sure that you're pressing down all the way. Cause if you're kind of like, and you're probably avoiding that now since you kind of got yourself soaking wet the first time, um, pressing down all the way, or you can just go ahead and spray that on your perfector sponge and set, um, it that way. I don't have the perfector sponge. Oh, you're going to have to grab it. Okay. So the perfector sponge, put the spritzer on there and do that. Yes. All right. Yep. I was expecting like this light, like mist that I would walk into while flipping my hair side to side <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, we like to pick up the speed here. So if you have a light miss, you need like 15 sprays. If you got something heavier, you only need four. So oh my gosh. <laughs> not to mention I had mascara on already. And so then I like blinked hard everywhere. And, sprayed, and then there was mascara. I was like, this is a night. This is not working out. Yeah, that's messy. That's messy. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the BU Find Happy podcast. And of course, we always include links to our fabulous guests in the show notes. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for coming on Thank today. Thank you, Michaela. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.